everybody. This is Make Do, where we talk about making stuff, painting stuff, uh, claying stuff, and all of the above. Uh, I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. I said it right this time. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and I hear that you are now also a, a selling artist. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Technically, I guess. Um, I had this great, crazy thing happen. Well, I guess it happened last summer, too. And they decided to do it again this summer. I didn't even think about it for the show when we were talking about selling our art, but I, um, <laughs> I paint, um, just whatever, or like draw whatever onto beach stones when we're out at the beach and like little whales and lighthouses and cactuses and like all kinds of stuff like that. And I have them around the house. Just, it's more of an idle time thing. And my son who is six years old and his little friend who's five, they decided to take it upon themselves to grab them all up and sell them outside. <laughs> so they set up like a little table and everything because people on in the beach town, other kids will often paint seashells and sell them. And, you know, they're pretty, they're like kid paintings. You know, it's just like some bleh, paint on a seashell. And you're like, like, I am amazing in comparison. Well, it was really funny because they're out there selling all of my stuff. And then they're like, mommy, you need to make more. Hurry up. I'm like, what, what the heck is this? Like, <laughs> you need to cut me in here. I need to buy supplies. Like this is this is going to be a thing. We're going to do this. But they were actually selling them and it was really funny that the adults who came up to buy them were like, "Oh wow, did you draw these?" And they're like, "No. <laughs> My mom did." <laughs> but it was pretty great. They made quite the profit. I think last year they made like $10 each and just in one day uh like Memorial weekend, they did um they did like 6 bucks each. So it was pretty crazy. So yeah, I guess I'm a I'm um I am a paid artist now. <laughs> Does that give me a big A? <laughs> You're gonna give that child all the wrong ideas about making a living as an artist. I know. Well he's like he's the he's the front of the business. Like him and his cute little friend, they're like they're the ones that are macking it to all the customers. So I'm like in the back in the sweatshop. Mommy draw smart, more whales. Smart. <laughs> But yeah, so it's pretty crazy. And then, you know, I started following a whole bunch of like rock painters last summer when they started doing this. But I just remember that they were doing and they did it again this summer. So yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm picturing mostly like, I don't know, like rocks either painted with little words on them or made to look like bugs, maybe like ladybugs or something. But oh, yeah, I'll send you I'll send you a picture of what my beach rocks look like well put them in the show notes <laughs> yeah yeah they're all very flat like the beach weathered rocks so they're kind of fun to draw on and i get kind of like permanent markers and we did some experimenting last year that certain markers and certain paints like especially like the crayola markers or something they like leach into the rock and just become a big blob of color so i'm sure some of the ones that we sold last year are now totally garbage not like anyone's <laughs> really buying rocks for kids from kids to i don't know keep forever but 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 I could see like something like that being something that you do keep in a beach house. Yeah, like you just throw it in like the bowl of things <laughs> you've acquired. Anyway, we thought that this episode would be like a sort of feels check-in mm -hmm. <laughs> because uh, even though every episode has sort of been about feels, I thought that we should talk more intensely about it. Like... How we doing? <laughs> yeah, I think that that's a really good idea to check in, see how we're feeling, see what we're doing. It is. It's good. I think we need that. <laughs> yeah. So what, what have you been working on recently? 
Um, avoidance paintings, mainly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been working on um, just some things that I've taken pictures of that I look at it and I was like, oh, the colors and the textures in it. This would kind of make a really cool oil painting. So I've been painting that kind of stuff. Like I painted a um, an ice cream like an empty ice cream container with like some leftover sprinkles that have like leached their color into the ice cream. So I was painting that and, but I'm avoiding people because the last time I tried people, it was a disaster. So I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared to go back into people. What was the disaster? Just disproportionate features and terrible. I, it just didn't look like a, per- it looked like a mutant. It was, <laughs> it was a, it was a monster. I made a monster. Was that oil or was that drawing or digital or both? Like I keep every, so I did a terrible digital one and that became a monster because I could not get the perspective of sunglasses on a nose. Right. I just always hard. Glasses are, glasses are evil. It looks like it would be so easy. Oh, let's cover up the eyes with some big circles and it's just awesome. But nope, nope. The way like around, like if the head slightly tilt, it's just, it was really, really difficult and every single time I this was in a digital painting every single time I went to adjust it or fix it it just failed again like over and over and over I'm like why can't I just figure this out like where this is supposed to be and then everything started going wrong from there and the same thing happened to me with drawing the same thing like uh, paper and pencil drawing and then the same thing happened to me with painting so I've just been on a real face fail recently (laughs) I can't do it Kind of sounds like we, that whole um, figure drawing night class homework thing is is uh, something that you're probably putting off, but maybe should uh, should do. Well, yeah. Oh, oh. So I just found a drinking and drawing meetup thing with a nude figure drawing person. Um, not with someone to teach, but just at least like a place to go that has mm-hmm. a nude model for figure drawing with like all ranges of people welcome. And it's on Thursday. So I'm trying to like rally my friends to go with me. <laughs> and I really want to go. So I think Thursday, it's actually going to happen on Thursday. I'm so excited. Nice. Yeah. And if no one goes, I think I'll just go by myself. So you should. You should. Even though I'm scared. I <laughs> found any life drawing. I think most things close over the summer. I've been looking at singing classes, but that's Ooh. something else entirely. So what's going on with that, singing classes? I just, I took, I met, like, I, I've just always wanted, like, I've always been into singing. I was in, in theater in, in high school and stuff. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, get better. Uh, so I took one singing class with this really weird teacher who was all about moving your pelvis um <laughs> like she, dancing <laughs> no 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 like you you should like do weird little thrusts with your pelvis to expel air which is it's possible like it's good technique but it was really hard to focus on anything else mm-hmm. so I wanted to find someone better and it's been a while but I want to work on that just like and it's funny because people are like oh do you want to you know start performing do you want to do weddings I'm like no I just I just want to get better which I think to some people is a weird thing you know like you're supposed to get better so you can show off somehow Mm -hmm. both with like art classes or singing classes or whatever it is you're doing and it's funny because with so many other things it's okay to not have a goal but it feels like with with the creative arts and even more so with performing arts like why would you want to get good at singing just to annoy your cats even more you know 
Yeah, yeah. They that it requires some sort of um, end game for right, whatever right, you're right, doing. Right. Yeah, it's like why? But why would you? You know, do you think why would you waste your time otherwise? Yeah. But I guess it's not a waste of time. <laughs> I don't want to sing at weddings. I cry at weddings. Or it could just you know why can't it just be for the pure enjoyment of it? I mean, I think about a lot of times. I cut so I play a lot of video games and. I think about the time spent playing those games. It's generally a waste of time because what am I accomplishing? Basically nothing. And then I also think, then I translate that thought into thinking about people who watch movies uh, a lot, like a lot, a lot of movies. And it's like, it's like that. You're just, you're absorbing stories and interesting new things in life. And why can't that be the same for, um, improving a craft or singing or you know playing video games like that's also a story so it's it's like you're just culturally enriching yourself reading and watching movies and listening to music like all of those things are okay but there are certain things that people see as a waste of time or need some sort of justification in order to spend time on it but it's they're all really the same thing right like that's how Mm -hmm. I feel yeah and I think also like it it needs to be okay, like sort of with all kinds of art, which is like, maybe I just want to do the whole wicked soundtrack without losing my voice. So I need help to work on my technique. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't have to share it with anyone else. Um, but also I've been I've been doing some commissions with pottery, which happens every now and then both with like simple things and somebody who wanted she had this idea. She wanted like a witch's cauldron with little feet and she wanted bubbled over potion and she wanted the outside a slightly different texture than the inside with the glazing. So it was that thing where I was like, this may take several tries to get what you want. It only took one try. I was fairly confident, but I, you know, I warned her. And and that's been fun to when someone else has an idea and you can say, like, I think I can do that. And then she was so happy with how it came out. I was so happy with how it came out. It came out great. I totally saw those pictures. <laughs> it was so good. Um, but it's just fun to... to um, like play with someone else's idea from 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 scratch sort of um and i've also been working on like i've said before like shapes that aren't really my shapes like weird little bud vases and stuff um and i've uh been knitting more the past couple of days because it's cooled down it was so hot here and i'm sure there are people in other parts of the world that are gonna laugh and i'm like it was 80 something <laughs> um but it was that like where you don't want to hold yarn and knitting needles because oh, your hands no. get all sweaty <laughs> yeah um, yeah i totally know exactly what you mean the idea of knitting a scarf when you're sweating <laughs> seems really unappealing so it it cooled down so i've been been knitting um ice sculptures move on to ice sculptures <laughs> <laughs> right or just like wear, wear cotton gloves and sit in front of a fan but how how have you been feeling about about your making aside from uh like because I feel like it's a different thing of like the f- the frustration of like certain projects like oh I'm having like a crap time mm-hmm. and then how you're feeling but do you know what I mean like you can be annoyed at the specific things you're making but still be good <laughs> with the whole field I I've been feeling like I can't get into the studio as much as I want to. I've had a lot of days where I just can't get down there. And then the idea so of tell me if it's similar to when you do pottery, but the setup and then the cleanup takes so long with oil paints 
that I feel like if I have an hour or two hours to go down there, I talk myself out of going because I'm like the amount of time that I would get to get lost and actually do something good and significant that I'm proud of is mm-hmm. is like I need hours to be just left alone because the first hour is basically like just getting there and getting everything set up and opened up and, you know, reestablishing a palette and all this kind of stuff. Cause you know, by the time I get there, the paint is slightly dry and I have to do the whole thing again. But, mm-hmm. and then to get into it, it takes me some time. You know, I set up my music, I set up my, the thing I'm drawing and the, or the thing I'm painting. And it, there's so much overhead with getting started. And then I need an hour or so to actually get into it to feel like what I'm putting on the canvas is actually good. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, into the groove of it. And then it takes, you know, a significant amount of time to stop, you know, because you got to like be like, oh, just one more thing. Oh, just one more thing. Oh, don't touch it. Like, <laughs> and then you have to clean everything up because you cannot leave oil paint on brushes. You have to clean everything. It takes a while to get all the paint out. Um, you want to make sure that the bristles aren't like all weird with the with the water or the soap or the things that you've been using to clean them. And then you have to clean everything up. You have to put away the CDs. You have to put away all your stuff. You know, it's there's so much to do there that I need like a five hour thing. So I've been talking myself out of going for just an hour. Do you think that that's a good idea or bad idea? I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's hard to say because I know exactly what you mean. Like with the pottery, it's a little different because it's in my house, but it's the same that there is like you have to do a bunch of preparation and then afterwards you, you really have to you know clean up yourself mm-hmm. and everything else. Um, so like if I only have like half an hour, it's if I have stuff that's in a process where I can either trim the bottoms or do handles because that is not the same amount of, of mess. But I think that the main the main question I think is, does that mean you're not doing anything? Do you go like, I really want to do this, but it's not going to be a productive two hours because most of it's going to get lost in all the admin. So I'm going to draw it home instead. Or do you go you know, that ah, if I can't do it, it, it doesn't count. I'm not going to do anything. I think I get stuck into the mentality of which I ha- I'm going to work on after the summer, like in the fall when we're back and we I can focus on Adam's back at school and everything. But I get into this mentality of, OK, if I can't if I have like an hour one day, two hours the next day, I rather not go and kind of do all the things that I would need to do and try and clear up an entire day for myself. So it's like, okay, later in the week on like Thursday, I don't have any podcasts to record. I don't have any laundry to do. I don't have anyone to pick up or drop off or do any of that kind of stuff. I can do it. I can go down to the studio that day. That will be my studio day, right? Like it becomes like the sacred day. So I take all those like little bits of hours and half hours and two hours of things. And and I try and fill those up with other stuff. So I'm I'm definitely free for this one day. And every single week in the past month, it seems like that day that I've like held loftily sacred, it gets stolen by something by like, you know, oh, we have to run this errand to like, you know, pick up a suit for Marco or, um, you know, someone needs help with something um, at the school or a friend needs um, some babysitting. And I'm super happy to do all that stuff. And it's I've had a really hard time saying no to anything on my like sacred day because it's not really important it, that, it, like that's how I feel you know what I mean like it's like I don't have to go to work 
It's like I rather help a friend because I'm not like I have to go to work, you know, and someone's depending on me. I can't do this other thing. So it's like I give that up. And I think that's part part partly where you're like, well, this is my hobby and you feel selfish if you go. No, because I'm just going to be enjoying my thing. But I feel like on 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 Reddit, on on a lot of different forums, they go like, if if you say I can't, I have plans. They don't need to know that your plans are eating ice cream without pants on. You know, like <laughs> I know, like, but it feels so selfish. It feels like like you know, especially when a friend is like, "Oh wow, I really need to do this thing. It's super important." Like my my one kid is graduating, and my other kid, you know, like, and you're like, "Okay, I'll yeah. do, you know, I'll do it." And Tanya, if you're listening, that didn't happen that day. I'm just using it as an example <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> no, but I think like part part of it is is like the hobby thing, and part of it may also be somewhat gender. Whereas as uh, women were a taught to not put ourselves first and be socialized to to step up and and help out, um, but I think like on the one hand I I very much approve of the whole like you know I'm gonna save up for this magical sacred day, um, but I think on the on the one hand what if you're not inspired that day like what if you've you've saved up this magical mm-hmm. you know Thursday or Tuesday or whatever it is. And then you go and you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll organize my, like, you know what I mean? Like, or even if it's just like a crappy day, because sometimes you, you can be in the mood, but nothing comes out right. And that's sad if you've saved up for the magic day. But also I think it's dangerous to sort of wait for and hope for and require the perfect circumstances. Mm -hmm. Because with writing, that is so common. You know, people are like, well, I have to wait for the right idea i have to wait for inspiration i have to wait for peace and quiet and it's like well that you know you're gonna die a you're gonna die not having written your your first chapter and b when you say you know you've retired and you have your idea you're not gonna have practiced to the point where that chapter and that novel are gonna be any good like mm-hmm. and maybe that means that you go and you get to paint for 15 minutes late at night when really you're maybe too tired and you have to spend twice as long cleaning up, but you got to do it that day. Uh, And maybe it means that you draw uh, the next three months of lunchbox notes like (laughs) at home, you know, like, cause, cause it is, I I, like, I totally get it. I do the the same thing too. I'm like, no, you know, I want to be, I want to be in the mood. I have it like when I have a good, day i want to be and the they they show up but not as often i mean i don't even have kids like for for me the logistics are easier but even so there's that thing of no matter what it is if you if you put it off chances are you're gonna keep putting it off or something else is gonna come up yeah i the guilt of free time when it comes to helping other people and now like i'm not to be totally honest with you in our therapy hour I'm not the most social person ever. You know, like I I have the friends who I love and I love them very much and I'm super loyal to them, but I'm not running around joining the PTA. And mm-hmm. so I have a lot of personal time that I think a lot of my friends don't have. And I feel very, I have a weird relationship with that personal time where I feel like, you know, I can I can use it myself selfishly and like just go down to the studio and you know do my painty hobby and just kind of forget about the world or I could use it to help out my friends who have you know no free time to do that kind of stuff and give them like a little so it's I it's so 
tricky because it is. It's like I have so few friends and I want to be really good friends. Yeah, I, yeah, now I'm getting into like friendship therapy and how that relates to like free time. Like it's so tricky. Because I think I'm I'm very much the same. Like I, I also like I show up. That's part of my personality, I think. But the thing that is really, really easy to forget is that if you are the person to show up a lot, people don't mind when you like the one time out of five that you say no. Yeah, that's true. If they know that you show up. But I'm like, a, yeah, I'm saying so few people ask me to show up. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't have a hard life here. Like, but <laughs> I'm super, super privileged and thankful for it and all of that wonderful stuff. And it is, tr- but it's it's a tricky navigational thing to do to be like, hey, the art that I'm creating, the creative things that I'm doing and just the joy I find in sometimes just writing a word over and over and over in a journal is that good time spent to practice lettering, you know, because that's like one of those things like, what did you just do? Like, why are you taking singing lessons if you're not going to sing for anything? (laughs) Why are you writing the word sunshine over and over and over again to try and like write it in a cool different way? Like, was that a good use of time? Or should I have been doing something super constructive? For I think that those things. things are the same amount of, you know, put on your own oxygen mask first. Like, okay, you have free time. I have free time. I work from home and um, the amount I work varies. But even so, like if if I'm prioritizing either other people or quote unquote productive stuff, how how happy am I if I have the luxury of of putting off some of the time to stuff that is just mine that is you know either wasteful or unproductive or fun why why wouldn't I do that if it's going to make me like a better person and laundry washer (laughs) the rest of the time like it maybe maybe it's not at the point of like you know oh prioritize yourself because you're no good to anyone once you're burned out and exhausted like maybe maybe that's not the risk but I do think that like okay so you have more time than your friends but how much of that time do you spend on yourself mm-hmm. and how much do you spend on stuff that is, you know, technically for yourself in that you like clean underwear? Um, <laughs> Love clean underwear. It's my favorite. <laughs> Actually, I should go paint some because I like it. <laughs> I only paint things you know I, what like. I mean, like, like different parts of your life. You need your own time more. And that can be just like, I'm having a crappy week. I need my own time. And maybe, maybe you need to have set up the habits of going, I'm going to paint sriracha bottles today Mm -hmm. so that that habit and uh, the acceptance of other people towards that habit is there when you really need it I wonder if because we have so our culture of having our phones on us all the time and being around being able to be messaged or phone or called or text like there's so much access to ourselves these days that it's almost like I'm I'm starting to think this podcast is such good therapy it really is because (laughs) Like, what if my time in the studio or any time surrounding that time in the studio, I like don't bring my phone, (laughs) you know, like that's so tricky to say, because it's like, I want to plan lunch with my husband. But like, at the same time, it's, it's like, maybe I just I can't, no one can find me there. You know, like, that's kind of the benefit of having either like a studio space or a space away from the traffic and busyness of your house and your life to disappear to. <laughs> it's an amazing thing about a pottery studio is that my hands are so messy that like I bring my phone and I listen to podcasts mm-hmm. while I, I work in there, 
but I can't answer. Like I can't, I, I don't have any notification sounds on my phone anyway. So the only way I know that anything is happening is that if someone calls me, the podcast cuts out. But other than that, even if I see something blinking, I can't check like because it takes uh, like I have to sc- really scrape up all the hands. Yeah. I have to scrape all the clay off my hands. I have to wash them really well. I have to dry them off and then I can check my phone. So I do that like, you know, every maybe 10 or 15 pieces that I throw. If that I'll like wash off maybe because I have to go get more um, more clay. Mm hmm. That happens to me when baking, too. It's like, <laughs> ah, covered in all kinds of terrible. Like, but the I thing is, I think also because there is such immediate access, like people, people expect you to answer everything right away. And mm-hmm. really, like who, what, what cannot wait five minutes? You know, well, like, honestly, and, like and- a, I was just thinking, I'm like, there is there is one thing during the day when my kid is at school. If something happens at school, I have to be able to know about that. So that is one of the, I mean, my phone is kind of covered in paint these days, but, <laughs> and I, I, we purposely didn't get any Wi-Fi service or internet service at the studio for kind of these reasons to not be distracted as much. But I mean, it really doesn't stop the phone. I don't know. My, my sister and her family, um, 25 years ago, she and her husband, before they were married, did like an interrail vacation around Europe just by a train and now 25 years later they're recreating it with their four kids uh, <laughs> and she posted about how because they uh, just arrived in Poland I think but she posted about how 25 years ago she and some friends they just like set up ahead of time that they were going to meet say in Rome on a certain date at two o'clock this is you know pre-cell phones pre-anything pre-email everybody showed up that's amazing that's so cool <laughs> Because you know now, like, that would take 80 bajillion text messages mm-hmm. and it would be rescheduled 14 times. Um, and I kind of I kind of miss that of sometimes. I, I mean, I like being able to say, like, my subway stuck. God, we're sounding so old and grumpy. Like, I miss the days when you didn't have to <laughs> answer emails right away. But yeah, no, and I, th- I think that, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, I worry sometimes, like, okay, if I... You know, if I'm not accessible, what if something happens? But very rarely does something happen. If mm-hmm. it does, A, in your case, there is, you know, another parent or another emergency contact. And most likely you're going to see it 10 minutes later than you would have. Like, I'm not saying like nothing horrible ever happens. But most of the time you're not as important as you think you are in oh, general. Absolutely. Not, not you specifically. <laughs> no, for and- horrible things, I'm not worried. It's more of like a hey, your kid fell down at the playground. He's down at the nurse. You need to come pick him up because now he's crying a lot. You know, like minor horrible things. Just like you need they to bounce. do this if you're a terrible mother you and you forgot <laughs> and you didn't answer your phone for two hours because you were painting and you missed that your kid needed you at school. Like that feels a little bit more like my main job is being a mom. So I can't turn that off. And so th- that gets that gets tricky with, you know, turning off phone stuff. But I mean, maybe I could just mentally ignore things, but then I feel bad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's still working it out. I mean, the studio still feels like a new place because you know I just I signed the lease and everything in February, and I don't. I think I need to make some new rules surrounding it for the back to school time because not going to get to use it a lot in the summertime for various reasons and travel and stuff, but. I think in the fall, I'm going to need to think about studio rules and my time and what that means. 
can you bring him there like a couple of times during the summer? The boy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a no kid zone agreed okay. upon by me and studio mate Jamie. <laughs> he has visited to see it, but it was like a don't touch anything. Like you can go see where mommy is sometimes touch nothing you touch it we're out we're like okay you saw it thank you bye <laughs> that's about okay it. i i backtrack that's a good rule <laughs> um but could you could you even though like the studio space is a good thing could you bring some of the supplies home just like for a couple of times in the summer just oh yeah so yeah i'm gonna i'm still going to be doing art things uh <laughs> just not in that location I'm I'm yeah. putting on my like annoying problem solver hat. Like it's maybe. good. It's good. No, because I'm I am a um, I like <laughs> I put up my deflector shields. You know, like when problem solvers come at me and they're like, "You have this problem. Let me solve it." And I'm like, "Pum excuse, pum pum excuse excuse." <laughs> but then I like a little bit later, I think about it. I was like, "Oh, actually, no. I'm really glad." that they said that because that is a good idea and i'm like you know like shields down <laughs> it eventually gets in wow i'm such a nerd okay do you think though because i like you've had the studio since february and we've been doing the podcast for a little over two months mm -hmm. do you do you think differently about these things because of the podcast do you think aside from us solving all problems ever in every episode i yeah i get to change my mind and reevaluate things. It, the, this podcast has been helping me so much when it comes to art acceptance and feeling like you're worth it and feeling like the things you make are worth it, even when they're total garbage, you know, like even when you, <laughs> when you create a deformed pile of garbage, it's still worth it because it means that the next time it'll be less deformed and less garbagey and just also the idea that there are more people out there and we hear from our listeners and between you and me and our friends and it's it's feeling like that art and practice and self-time and all of this great wonderful growing things are all worth it because mm -hmm. if it makes you happy and even though like you'll get into the ruts of and I'll get into the ruts of not accepting that or getting a little bit confused about when to prioritize certain things talking it out here has really helped because sometimes you do feel like oh I'm the only one making these decisions for myself <laughs> but it's a whole bunch of people have gone around and made the same decisions and I feel like talking to you about it is really great as opposed to like just reading it on a forum because mm -hmm. then you're in your own head. And it's one of those things that I, before, you know, I, I've gone to some therapy, like talking therapy, and that helped immensely in the problems that I was having um, when I, when I went and it was great. And even now that I don't go anymore, if something's been bothering me and I say it out loud in like a fit of rage or frustration or, um, upsetness or sadness or something and I say it out loud it lets it go a lot of the times and like the other day I was upset about a person and I said like I don't like them you know like right like just I just said it and then I'm like you know what an hour later after I said it I was all like her, her, her. and then an hour later it just kind of left and now I'm like yeah that person's fine like, <laughs> I think that at the same time, though, um, 
like it's not just about letting go like letting it out into the air sometimes it's it's the other way around but still in a good way where you're like it's it's okay to have a feeling like Mm -hmm. it's it's okay to not diminish it and be like oh this is just my stupid little feeling that i have here it's not important it's okay to say out loud like this is hard and like you're allowed to validate that feeling and you're allowed to have someone else validate it and either go I agree. Or even go like, what do you mean? Like you're allowed to, mm-hmm. to experience the feeling the whole way, even if the whole, even even if the feeling is just, I can't get the bacon to look like bacon. Like you're allowed <laughs> to, to feel that, you know what I mean? Cause, cause it's so easy to just be like, regardless of if it's a feeling or if it's a thought, I feel like it's hard to find the space to explore that all the way to go like, okay, I don't know, even if it's things like, um, which dinosaur would do best in space like with certain people you have the opportunity to do that the whole way Mm -hmm. or if it's craft and feminism or whatever it is like maybe you don't have the opportunity to do that because like the conversation moves on or you don't have anyone in your life who cares or something more important is coming up but the times when you get to go like i'm trying to think about art school Mm -hmm. like why why do i feel insecure about it or the bacon is wrong or whatever it is. And and that's also kind of cool. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I wish everyone could have a podcast. The same <laughs> way I think that everyone, I wish everyone could get a massage. Like, it's just like, it's, it's good, <laughs> very simple, everyday therapy, sort of. I have a question for you in this, in that I feel like a lot of the times you become the interviewer. And I think that that's <laughs> because of your journalism background and who you are and where you're coming from. And also you're fascinating. <laughs> and so often, oftentimes, oh, thank you so much. Oftentimes I feel like I don't ask you enough questions. So <laughs> it's because I interrupt and just go, this is how I do, feel. <laughs> do you feel that the talking this out and, and doing the this podcast has helped you in your creative life? I think it has. I think also like, it's it's been difficult because like like I was saying like it, you, you have to feel the feelings mm-hmm. and sometimes you do hide certain feelings until you have to say them out loud like when you have to keep going back to your insecurities or your feeling of not being productive both in the sense of producing actual things and in the sense of producing things that matter like that can be hard as well. Like, am I just harping on <laughs> the fact that I suck or am I exploring that? So that's, that's been really good for me to think about like, okay, so why, why did I want to like, it's very meta. Like, why did I want to talk about art? Why am I feeling these things? Um, and like thinking about like stopping to think about the things that I'm doing. Like even though, even when stuff doesn't come up in a specific episode or if it's like, oh, this is something that I want to talk about later, just like stopping to think about it and being like, what's that thing about the the unexamined life? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to create a more examined life of art and making. And that's kind of cool. Um, and sometimes I have no idea. Sometimes I, I don't know why I'm doing something or why I'm feeling something or why it matters or it doesn't matter. But just like that brief pause to observe myself, like sort of like what you're supposed to do in like cognitive behavioral therapy and and uh, what's it called acceptance and commitment therapy like Mm -hmm. when you're supposed to stop and observe and like i am feeling a thing what what is that thing why am i feeling it and kind of like that with creativity and my feelings about creativity which i think is kind of cool do you feel like you're you're sort of 
getting stuck in thinking about all the stuff that makes you unhappy or is that just me? No, no, I feel like I am I feel like the talking we do here and the addressing of certain issues extend even further into other parts of my life and are generally making me a more accepting, better, even person. And <laughs> I very much need that a lot of the times in a lot of areas. And it's hard work and I'm nowhere near getting to that, but it feels really good to be employing these ideas elsewhere. And it's it's wonderful and it's great. And I love that we're both not experts at anything, that we can actually just kind of talk it out and learn together. <laughs> I was just about to say that it's also cool that this is about one of the things that's not my main thing. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a podcast about writing, which is also fun. And there are great podcasts about writing. And I'm sure like, I would have fun making one of those too. But like, it's not about writing. And it's not about the big real things that are maybe what people, you know, know about me or that I describe myself as like, I'm just starting to call myself a potter or a ceramicist. But even so, like, this is just exploring and, and poking at all the confusing bits. And that's kind of fun. I love and it. weird. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I have had nothing but a good time. So this has been great. This is not a, this is not a goodbye episode. I'm just like, <laughs> no, 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 not a goodbye episode. This is just a, a touching base, a touchy feely base episode. <laughs> <laughs> how much how much do you keep talking about these things after like either the recording of the episode or the episode comes out, like either with people who listen or does it just like stick in your brain? Because I, like my my husband uh, listens to every episode. Uh, Hi, Pontus. for him. <laughs> he better. No. Um, and so we'll talk, like sometimes we'll talk about it. He'll talk about stuff that he started thinking about where he was listening or I will like tell him what we were talking about and then keep talking about it. And then sometimes it's just like, well, I'm, you know, I've, I've finished processing. This didn't, trigger anything more right now like what where are you in that is it more like do you do you keep talking about art after we put away our microphones if it comes up with my close friends who listen uh then yeah we keep talking about it and we talk about how it um is effective or relevant to the things that they're working on and the stuff that they're doing and uh different backgrounds come at some of our topics and our ideas with different information um, or an alternative view on something or a similar view on something, you know, like, oh, wow, you got this totally right. I, I completely feel this. Or actually, if you might want to do this to help fix that. Like, it's just been it's been really nice and opening up conversations and opening up the ways of thought. And of course, like I put up my deflector shield, boo, 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 <laughs> like sometimes, but then I let it sink in afterwards. And it's all been really really good and positive and it this is just like you said it's so nice having a podcast and a place to go where I don't feel like I need to run and do research on something where I don't feel like I need to be the best or the most expert or the smartest or those anxieties of of success and so I'm okay to bring my failure here and that feels really really good because it's welcome successes and failures are both welcome and I completely can be myself in all of those things and it's been wonderful and there's a there was a concept that arose like this term in Swedish a couple years ago called 
loosely translated test talking basically like you're you're talking but you're not necessarily sure what you think yet and you're not sure what's right like you're not you don't necessarily firmly believe the things that you're saying you're just like talking them out i guess is there the, and, and what's the word for that can you say it in swedish provprata oh i like that <laughs> <laughs> um and i feel like that too like it's not like you know we have to come to a conclusion necessarily or you mm-hmm. can change your conclusion four times throughout the conversation which i think is important because it is really easy to get stuck in those like uh, on on our website i i wrote jokingly like we're not going to teach you how to make money off mm-hmm. <laughs> off your art like we're not going to turn you into entrepreneurs and you know we're we're not here f- with the answers we're kind of here for the answers to find them along the way and then discover that wait i don't even agree with what i said 10 minutes ago because <laughs> you said something else like it, and i think that's important both in a podcast and for me personally because it's so easy to feel like you have to be sure about things and like sure in yourself you're not always allowed to go i have no idea what i'm doing yeah especially now with like i feel like there's so much pressure to pick teams these days and like you're on this team and you believe this thing or and you're against this other team and they believe this other thing and really people are so fluid and a lot of times you're you find on social media and other places that if you say something, it's like, you said that thing and you're a terrible person. It's like, well, no, I was just getting to like an idea of, and I really didn't mean it. Like it's really hard to communicate, um, you know, the, your intention in things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like here we're able to talk out stuff and get to the intention of it. And I, I keep thinking of a friend of mine who she eats and lives vegan most of the time. Uh, But sometimes she'll be out with her friends and she'll want a slice of pepperoni pizza, like, whoa, right? (laughs) And she'll totally get one and have no problem with that. And it's like, she hates putting the label of I'm a vegan on herself because when she does go for that pepperoni pizza, then everyone's like, oh, you're a vegan. Oh, well, all of a sudden you can cheat. You're not real. You know, like, oh, or what's this? I thought you said you were a vegan. Like, then it becomes like, this conversation of her false veganism but really it's like that's just who she was you know she tried to as much as she could and the idea of putting a label on that and and that I think this is synonymous with putting a label on being the artist or being the ceramicist or being the poet or being the singer like Mm -hmm. you have you put this label on yourself but really like if it is a hobby or if it is a career like it depends you can you don't have to put that label on yourself if you're still figuring out what and who you are and why you like these things and what part of it you love the most or yeah and I think that the the why there is maybe the most important thing like you don't have to know why you do things or how you do things you can be like you know do your thing you can be a successful capital a artist Mm -hmm. But you don't necessarily have to be able to put out like a self-help book or a manual. You can still go like, I don't know why I like these colors. I mm-hmm. do and I'm good with like th- that thing I think is as important as having like the firm opinion because it feels like also it's it's like sometimes you're expected to be able to put everything into pithy quotes that can go on a Pinterest board or you're supposed to be able to qualify and quantify and defend everything that you're doing just to like if you if if you can't do that then you haven't understood it right away or you haven't understood it 
all the way and you're not doing it right. So being able to go, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like that. Did you, do you remember, um, that show you can't do that on television where oh, if you said, I don't know, you got slimed. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch it. I got in trouble. But um, yes, I do remember it because I snuck watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that's sometimes, you know, the real world can feel like that. Like you're not allowed to say, I don't know. Right. Because you get slimed. But here you won't get slimed. No, you can go. <laughs> I have no idea. That's right. And but we will work out what we can know, and what we don't know and what we might know and what we could know. <laughs> it's just it, it all feels good. It's art and it feels good. And it's whatever you make it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. You can find our show notes over at makedopod.com. That was abrupt. Well, we love you all. <laughs> and we feel all the things. And this is I felt like a good art check in. It was really good. Yeah, and I I want to know what what you guys think and feel both like in general and right now. Like I want to mm-hmm. know, are you having a crappy Wednesday? And and why? Yeah, I I would like our listeners to tell us, you know, how they feel and what they're feeling and if this is helpful and I don't know, I also want to f- see more listener art. I do. Get it out there, people. <laughs> so um, we're super appreciative to everyone who subscribes and rates the podcast and iTunes and doing all that fun stuff for us. And yeah, you can uh, follow us at Make Do Pod in most places or individually as Julia Scott and Tiffany Arment, sometimes Tiff Arment. I don't know. <laughs> You'll find me. I'm both usually. So <laughs> depending on if you're in trouble or not. <laughs> yeah, depending on if I'm trouble. Tiffany Marie. All right. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks. And but until then, be sure to go make and do.